Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome back to Blue by 90. I'm Justin, joined by Jack and Kaylin. And we've got a very special guest on today. Michigan legend, maybe legend. I, I don't, you probably wouldn't say that about yourself. I, I doubt it, but uh, <laughs> we loved it when you were in the maize and blue. John Teske uh, is joining us today. John, thanks for joining us, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Appreciate you guys having me on, and I'm just looking forward to just kind of talking with you guys and just hang out with y'all. So yeah, you're in uh, Orlando right now, right? No, I'm actually in uh, Maine, Portland, Maine. So oh, first, okay. first time in Maine. So it took a while to get here, but yeah, um, with the Lakeland Magic. But yeah, we're uh, we play the Maine Celtics this week. So yeah. you get any lobster yet? Uh, I didn't. I got. I actually got a pizza tonight. Maybe uh, maybe I'll do that tomorrow. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you you probably go to quite a few obscure like cities in the G League, right? I on the east eastern conference isn't actually too bad. I think on the western conference it's where you get kind of funky. Um, this is really our first one. Like we've been in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Obviously, not too bad. A lot of the smaller cities, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Obviously, we we're in Detroit, we're mm-hmm. in Chicago. Like we're in these cities, but we're also like on the outskirts. So like we were in the, we were in Chicago, but we're really like an hour from Chicago. Like I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, you you're obviously not playing in like the United center, you know, no, no. right. So you there, you're in like, you know, the, in Van Andel arena in Grand Rapids or like you're in the new, um, you know, the new arena in, in Detroit as well. But um, no, man, it's gotta be a pretty cool experience too. 
are you are are you on are you like playing with any of your boys or any like guys that you know old teammates yeah so actually uh they're one of the two ways for the Orlando magic is iggy okay so some, oh, right so yeah so some of the home games uh the two ways will come down and so he'll uh he's come down three or four times and play with it with with us so um two ways don't travel with us but when we're home most of the time if the Orlando Magic aren't on the road. They'll send the two ways down to play with us. Nice, cool. And so, does Iggy come down and just dominate in the G League, or or what? Uh he, he kind of does like the same thing he did like his freshman year. He's just like so smooth with the ball. Like he gets his left-handed layups, like the slow steps, like euro steps, you know, occasional hit a three. Um, like you'll look up, he'll have like 25, 30 points, and like he really, it's all off of layups and like offensive <laughs> rebounds, basically. <laughs> He's he was always like a very different player. I feel like, and I I I mean, I as a Michigan fan wish that we would have had him at least one more year because I he was so talented. But it was like he didn't really like fully develop into what you like could have seen as like a full on takeover player. But yeah, what about what about your what's your game like now in the G League? I mean, you were at Michigan hitting threes and, you know, doing all this stuff it, by the time your senior year rolled around, are you, you still launching them or what? Yeah. Still, still shooting them. Uh, obviously I think my, for me uh, personally, like the pro pro game is just so spread open. Like you, there's no, like there's a defense three seconds. So like you can't just camp in the paint, like in college, you can't run like two, three zone. So in college, like you watch NBA or college basketball games, like when I would catch in the post, or like you watch Hunter now, you catch it in the post, there's like three guys already on him. Right. Yeah. Like you catch it on the post, like in the pros, like it's, it's basically all one on one. Or like we spread the floor, like you watch NBA teams now, it's all five out spacing. So like being able to spread the floor, like I'll catch it on top. Uh, yeah, I'll have the shot, but like just moving the ball, backdoor cuts. Like uh, I think for me, I'm really good passer, really good at setting screens, like rolling, like find open man. And then like obviously under like five, six seconds, like. If I'm in the corner, top of the key, I'll shoot the three as well. So just really expanding my game and, um, yeah, just knocking down open shots because for me, like, I'm always going to have the open three, like, no matter what. That's always going to be there for me just because the bigs are sagging off or, like, they got help by the guys. So, like, they got to my time. They got, yeah, for sure. They got to come out. Come on. they After you hit a couple, they better come out and, and respect that. Yeah, so last game I hit two or three finally for the first time in a little bit. So um, that felt good to get a couple, couple of those down. On, um, yeah, they uh, it's just a different, different ball game, a lot more spacing, um, but I like it. You know what I think we need to do? We need to figure out how to get you into Denver. Play play with Jokic. You'll, you know, he comes out, you go in. It's like, you know, it's like nobody knows that nobody knows the difference. <laughs> they want to know difference. difference. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, is it is it weird? Kind because I feel like the G League, you can cycle through guys on a team, right? They're either, you know, a two-way player that goes up and down or they get traded and stuff like that. Is it and and also it definitely seems like it's more like everybody's for themselves a little bit, right? You know, there's obviously going from college to the G League. In college, you're definitely trying to win a national championship. In the G League, the hope is to get to the NBA. So was that a tough transition as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of guys are all about the stats. Um, I mean, that's a lot of things. I think people think that's all they look at. But, like, if you're winning in the G League, like, 
it's not just because of one person. Yeah, obviously one person may score a lot, but like you need a team around them to do the dirty things, to set screens, rebounds. So you need a full team to do their jobs. Like just coming in last year in the bubble, like that was kind of eye-opening for me, like just getting my first taste of like pro basketball and like our team last year, I was with Lakeland as well. And we had a solid nine, 10 guys like rotation and like any one night, any guy went off. I think we had a different leading score each game which is kind of crazy in the G League. And so, like, that's kind of how the Lakeland Magic run it. So this year, like like you said, a bunch of different, like, players going out, especially this year with COVID. And like I was talking about earlier with the 10-day contracts, like everyone going up, like, at one point we had only one coach. Our GM had to come down to help coach. Our strength coach had to be, like, our strength coach had to be, like, assistant coach. We only had, like, five guys. You need eight guys to play. So, like, three guys came in the night prior to the game like we just met him the day of the game so like that's g league life like you never that's know crazy. what's gonna happen all right so you you told us that story of you going from uh from lakeland to a 10 day with uh the grizzlies right yeah yep. please, please tell that story again all right uh so like just because of like all the covid stuff going on and like the spike especially during the christmas time you never knew like who was gonna be on a team or who'd show up at practice like or who'd you be where you'd be like the next day. So uh, this was probably the week before Christmas. Uh, the magic uh, kind of starters kind of uh, got tested for pods. I think Mo was one of them. Maybe Franz was one of them as well. And so they needed some of the G League players. So obviously the first place they look is their G League team. And so they they looked at the stars and like obviously one of the stars, but they only needed like guards and wings at the time because the bigs for the magic didn't test positive. So it was mostly just the guards and wings. So they got pulled up. So then we were like, all right, now what do we do? Like we only have five guys. So they brought four guys in for like a week. And that's when we were going out to Vegas to play in the uh, showcase. We played two games out there with like four new guys with, that we just met within like that mess in Vegas. Um, we fly back for Christmas because we were only supposed to have a couple days off. So I was like, I'm not, I went home for Thanksgiving. I'm like, I'm not going to go home for Christmas. Like he had practice. Like we were supposed to practice going seven or something. Um, but Christmas night after I had talked to my parents or whatever, I like started getting the chills. I was like, this isn't great. Like I wasn't feeling well <laughs> at all. So like I texted my trainer he's like, all right, we'll just take the test just in case I tested positive. So I'm like, great like there's nothing to do like i won't be able to practice i won't be able to play any games um and then eventually later that week they canceled the g league season for like a week and a half because so many players had gotten called up to the nba and like the g league really had no players left and so i was like well at least i'm not missing any games i'm just missing practice that's whatever so between christmas and new year's i, I literally wasn't doing anything um new year's day my agent called me he's like hey like the Memphis Grizzlies want you on a 10-day contract like, what do you think about that? I was like, that's awesome. But I test <laughs> for COVID. Like, I haven't done anything all week. Like, you, just like, hold on. Did you think about in that moment just being like, don't tell him, don't tell him? <laughs> <laughs> like, I hadn't talked to my agent for a little bit. And then, like, he just, he was checking up on me. I was like, I'm doing fine. But like, I, ha- I, I haven't, been, haven't been doing anything for the past week. Like, I've just been chilling on my couch, like, watching football. <laughs> And he's like, well, when, yeah, he's like, well, when did you test positive? I was like, Christmas night. He was, well, he's like, oh, you're fine. Like, they just changed it to five days. Like, you'll be fine or whatever. We just won't tell the Grizzlies, like, you tested positive. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm like, well, great. So then 
one of the Grizzlies guys like hits me up and I knew, I knew him because he was the head manager at Michigan when I was a freshman. Oh shit. And so like, I kind of already had a connection. He's like, well, like, welcome big John. Like you're on the team. He's like, we need to get you to Brooklyn, New York as fast as we can. And this was like Sunday at like five 30. He was like, can I get you on a flight at seven 30? And Lakeland is in between Tampa and Orlando. So it takes like a good 45 minutes to each one. Plus you got to count for traffic. So I'm like, I can try and make the 731. one. I like, it's just going to be close. He's like, all right, we'll, we'll put you on it. So I literally pack for 10 days in like literally five minutes. I just throw sweatshirts, sweatshirts, <laughs> like sweatpants. Like I don't even know where we're going. I throw in a coat just in case. I bring my passport, like the stuff just I need just in case. <laughs> I call an Uber. I get to the airport. It's like 645. I look at my phone. The flight gets delayed. It doesn't fly, doesn't fly out till like 11 o'clock. So oh, I'm just geez. chilling in the airport. Like trying to catch my parents up, trying to catch my grandpa and grandma up. Like, hey, like, just about to sign a ten day. Like, call my friends. Like, look, guys, I'm about to be on a ten day. Like, this like, is the one. Yeah, this is the moment. Like, this is crazy. Right? Like, they're like, well, weren't you just tested positive for COVID? I was like, yeah, but like, who cares? Like, <laughs> I was in the past. It's I'm following yeah. the CDC guidelines. That's all that matters. <laughs> they told me I'm good after five days and everything. So. <laughs> Plus, I didn't touch a basketball either. So I'm like, all right, this is gonna be just. Just interesting, like, see how this plays out. <laughs> Fly in to New York. Don't land until, like, 1, 1.30. Driver picks me up to take me to the hotel. He gets lost in New York City. Getting <laughs> oh, to the hotel. Oh my gosh. So I feel bad for the guy I'm in contact with because he's waiting because I got to take a uh, COVID test before I can sign a contract. So he's waiting at the hotel. He's like, bro, where are you? I was like, honestly, I don't know. The Uber driver is, like, take forever. <laughs> Finally get the hotel, like, 2 o'clock take the test. I test positive. Now it's like 2 45 oh. in the morning. They're like, bro, you got to take another test. Cause you test positive. Take that test, test positive again. So now it's like three 15. He's like, all right, bro, just go to bed. Like we got to take the test in the morning. So like nine o'clock rolls around. I get a knock on my door. It's a athletic trainer. He's like, John, nice to meet you on so-and-so like athletic trainer, like, um, heard you test positive twice. We need, we need to take another PCR test. Take PCR test. Um, there's a shoot around at 11. I miss that. Just sitting in my room all day, like not knowing what's going on. Like, Dude, if I that's test positive, brutal. Yeah, if I test positive again, like, do I have to fly back to Orlando or do I like just sit in the hotel room for like another five days? Like, what do I do? Fuck. Then the first bus is supposed to leave at four to go to Arena. It's like 3:45. I'm finally like, all right. I'm just gonna ask, like, just whatever. See what's going on. Text them, hey, like, any results or anything? They're like, no, we haven't heard anything back. 4.15 hits. They're like, hey, you tested negative. You can sign the contract and, like, get on the bus. <laughs> so I quick, like, sign it on my phone, like, because I sent it through an email. So <laughs> sign it on that. Um, go down the bus. They're like, this is a bus for you. I'm like, where's everybody? They're like, no, this is just a bus for you. So I'm like, <laughs> like we heard you're a big dude. You need a whole bus. It's like a huge charter bus. Huge charter bus. And like, I'm just like looking around. Like, the bus driver's like, this it? I'm like, yeah, it's only I'm the only one. It's kind of weird. <laughs> you're like, I don't know what I'm doing here either. So let's yeah, I'm go. just He's like, damn, I, I really made it. This must be what uh, how LeBron gets to the games, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Like, yeah, I don't know. So then I get to the arena. And I'm like, the, I get off and the security guy is like standing there right there, right there. And he's like, where's everybody? I'm like, oh, I was the only one on the bus. And he's like, all right, just this way to the locker room. I was like, well, is anyone here? And he's like, no, you're the first one. I was like, well, the first bus left at four. So they got stuck in traffic. 
So I'm just chilling, locking for at least five minutes. Like I'm trying to like be on my phone. Like, do I be on the phone? Do I like look around? Like, what do I do? You're practicing, practicing, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> blocking like, shots or like something you, out there. It's like when you get the there, walker. like to the restaurant too early for like a date, and you're just like kind of trying to look too look cool. Like, hey, don't look like a loser. Kind of, just kind of milling around. Like, I was like, do I get a Gatorade? Do I get water? They have some snacks. I was like, I don't know what to do. So like, I grabbed a water or whatever. I sat back down. Eventually, everyone kind of one by one like trickled in and like i met everybody like met the players met the coach the staff and like so they're all really cool and like it felt like i was part of the team um and like before the game like in the locker room speech so, like I, I sat down in the middle because like my locker was kind of like far off in the corner and i couldn't really see the boards so, like before the game i sat down and then they're like all right guys like before we start just want to do this john teske like he's new to the team everyone said hi and like everyone went crazy and like steven adams was like I thought this was like serious dude. Like dude is like the funniest dude, goofiest dude ever. Like he's like with a, like his with his accent too. So like it was all cool and stuff. And um, oh yeah, I've been going out and just watching like KD play, and then just watching Ja play. Like I didn't, ja, I knew Ja was today. good, but like I didn't realize he was like he was like that. Like he's really like that. And so just watching the play, and like we were up twenty, and I was like. Dakota Mathias, who went to Purdue, so I knew knew of him, and like so he was on a ten day as well with me at that time. So we were sitting next to each other. I was like, "Do you think we're gonna get in?" And it was like the third quarter, like twenty five. So like, yeah, probably to just like stay ready. Like I was like, I don't, I don't know what to expect because he had already. Were you shitting your pants? Be honest. Yeah, I was. I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what helped me was the last two seasons I've been in training camp with the with Orlando Magic, so I've played in training like preseason games but so but like this is just different like right being in brooklyn like and just watching Jared jackson jr was on the team too right xavier yeah, Tillman and xavier Tillman. so yeah. um those are also two cool guys i knew and like obviously Tillman's like really good friends with isaiah liver so like just kind of chopping up and just like it's just it's fun to see guys that you played against and like not where they're at and like just yeah um i mean at this point like we're, we're good buddies like obviously like playing each other in school and stuff like it was different but like now that we're out of it it's just kind of fun rivalry and stuff so yeah just playing them and then being able to go on the court like the last minute and a half like um i got a seal or something rebound and just be able to play a little bit right there so again getting my feet wet in the nba and just being able to say i made it um uh, it's yeah. really blessing not a lot of people are able to say that so it's just been taking a lot of hard work and the journey and so it's been special and then Going from Brooklyn, we flew in the, from Brooklyn to Cleveland that night, and I'm from Cleveland. So that night, my friends were like, "You're gonna be at the game, bro. Are you gonna get in?" I was like, "I'll be there, but I'm gonna have like a front row seat. Like, there's no way I'm gonna get in." <laughs> I got anything of it, so like, got my parents' tickets, got my sister's tickets. Um, my cousins were like courtside. Um, a bunch of my friends were there. That's my crazy. high school, my high school team was actually playing that night. And they had asked the team to move the game up from seven to like five so they that's could come. Cool. No way. So that's really cool. They played and then like they ended up catching like the second quarter on. So I got to see them. Um, a, lot of, a lot of friends and family from church came as well. So being able to go back home and like we won that game too. That was actually a really good game um, back and forth. Um, so that's pretty special. And then we flew back to Memphis at night. And my mom texted me. She's like, well, where are you staying at? I was like, I honestly I don't know. Like, I didn't know how I was going to get back. I, I, was I just go back. where they tell me to. <laughs> yeah, they're they're 
keeping me updated. Like, obviously, we were just staying at hotels at the point, and they're like, all right, we're going to take you back from the airport to the hotel and, like, just chill there. Like, we'll, we'll text you for practice tomorrow morning or whatever. So finally got settled in there and uh, had, like, off there or whatever. And then that Thursday, we played the Pistons, and, like, obviously, the Pistons aren't the best team. So, like, we were up, like, 20, hey 30. Now. Like, hey, yeah. hey, they're, they're rebuilding, okay? They're rebuilding. <laughs> they're rebuilding. <laughs> um, so we were up pretty much the whole game. So I was able to play, like, at least five, six minutes there. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then that Friday we left for LA cause we had a back to back that Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. So that Saturday game, we play the Clippers and we're playing and we're up like 20. Dylan Brooks goes in for a layup. He gets hurt, like comes on his ankle, supposed to shoot free throws. Yeah. So we're in a huddle. They're like, everyone just be ready. Like they can pick the coach can pick any team player to shoot a free throw i'm like (laughs) like i I was like oh i thought we get to choose like i didn't think they're like john they're picking you i'm like like, hell yeah like throw up my sweatpants i go out there first free throw barely like hits the front of the rim like i'm almost (laughs) airballed it i was i I, I thought yeah i did not i was shaking i was like all right got the ball a second time like just at least hit the back iron and like try and make it. Like <laughs> this time, like I shoot and hits the back iron, bounces out, and then like they're like John foul, so I fouled, and I sat back down. So, oh for two from the free throw line, which isn't great. Um, I mean, you're going in cold though, you know. That's, that's yeah. I was sitting for a good quarter and a half, two quarters. Like so, typically before the game, the ten day contracts have like a work, little workout, so the work pregame routine is a little different from what college is like. So. The guys that don't really play like are on the court two and a half, three hours before tip off. Oh wow! And so this was a this was actually a noon game in LA. So they're like, we don't have enough time for you guys to get on the court. Like you can just get to the gym at eleven o'clock. The ten days. So I'm like, all right, fine. So I didn't touch a basketball in the warm up line. I'm like, I'm not getting into like the fourth quarter. So like, <laughs> oh, I don't get. Usually I get like a free throw in a couple. I get a couple of jump shots. I didn't do any of that because it was a noon game and I didn't get any court time. I was like, I'll be fine. So I go in there cold. That's so even more like cold. It's just like, John, what are you doing? <laughs> so uh, that was, I mean, we ended up winning. I went, I went back in in the fourth with a couple minutes left, got some rebounds and assists. So um, I didn't get another shot at temp up. And then that Saturday night, actually, um, they transformed the stable center or, or whatever it's called, whatever they changed it to. Uh, the Kings were actually playing the Red Wings. So I was like, I'm chilling. Like, I'm, I'm, oh, cool. Go watch the Red Wings play. So, uh, they, they lost like four to two or something. So, and then that Sunday we played Lakers. Um, they just watching LeBron play, and that was when Ja got that like two handed block. Oh, like, yeah, off the yeah. backboard. Yeah. Like he just Jesus. went up and grabbed it. Oh, like I thought God. he was just going to go up and block it. Like I was like, that's like the most athletic thing I've ever seen someone do before. <laughs> Seriously. And like to watch him warm up, like he doesn't really warm up. Like he'll warm up with the guys and like occasionally like do a layup here or there. And then like we'll do a shoot around, and then like two minutes left, we'll do another like they do it. They would do another layup line, and then that's all when all of a sudden you do like between the legs, like reverse, like three sixty dunk, and like just out of so nowhere, just natural. Like, God, yeah, just and crazy. With him too, like he's six three. It's not like he's yeah. six seven and being able to to touch the top of the backboard. Like you're almost a foot taller than him, and I'm sure he just like somehow like can jump over top of you. Yeah, it's crazy. It was it was just I don't know. I didn't really have any words for it. It was just it was pretty amazing to see and like just watch. 
um, and he's been killing it this year as well. So then we beat them, and then we go home, and we play the Warriors on Tuesday night. So we get to watch, and that was step or that was Clay's second game back. So that was when all the mm-hmm. big hype was like him coming back too with uh, um, Steph. So watching them play, and obviously Jordan Poole, and just play with him for a year or two. And so like got to ca- got to keep caught up with him and like he loved it like seeing me out there he's like he was just like he was so proud of me I was like it was especially to see him out there and he's been killing it too like yeah all the all like the talk like I've heard like about the big contract he might get this upcoming year so so I'm really proud of what he's at so I know he's happy where he's at um and obviously beating them we beat them by like 15 10 points well wow so and then my 10 day was up so to go six and zero on that road trip and be able to get home, go home, see my family, and just like kind of crazy how that all happened. And um, yeah, it was a pretty unique situation. And because then I had only packed for ten days, and I thought I was going to be able to go home to Lakeland. But that day, my ten day ended. My Lakeland team was starting a two week road trip from Toronto to Detroit oh my to God. Milwaukee to Chicago, to back to Orlando. So that day, my 10 day ended, I thought I was gonna go home. They're like, no, we gotta meet, you, you gotta meet us in Toronto. So I flew from Memphis to Toronto and was on another two week like road trip. I didn't get home until I think January 26th, 27th. And I, had <laughs> left, and I had left January 2nd for my apartment. That's insane. Oh that's insane. and mind you, like when I told you at the beginning, I packed in ten minutes. I only packed <laughs> for ten days. I ended up doing like laundry like twice on that road trip, and I like had to throw out all my food when I got home. Like, oh yeah, I made sure all, I just made sure all my lights were off. That was basically it. And I came back like four <laughs> weeks later. Like, I was like, this doesn't feel Milk like Milk is rotten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, who lives here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. So you I know, should've... like uh, in the NBA, there, there's like a lot of those guys that are like big, like pregame outfits, like are are a big deal. Are do you like try to like throw some shit together before games or what? So actually, the one of the pictures uh, they posted me, I think walking this Sable uh, Center, I think I had like this sweatshirt on or whatever, and like just my <laughs> regular like gray sweatpants. Uh-huh. And, like, I repo- I reposted it on my Instagram, and like all my friends were like. This dude's been wearing that since like fifth grade. Like, nothing's <laughs> changed. And, but like, I was like, first of all, I don't, I'm not the type to like spend all my money on like all that crazy stuff. Like, yeah. I'm the guy I just wear sweatshirts, sweatpants. And like, plus I only had like 10 minutes to like pack. So I, that's all I have. Like, back in my apartment, sweatshirts, sweatpants, like easy stuff to get going. So like, just threw all that on. But like, yeah, so some of the stuff like Jaron Jackson was wearing to the game was just like, I was like, I could never pull that off. Like, no, no. <laughs> hey, hey, you never know until you try. Yeah, I think we got yeah, yeah, just like, yeah. I mean, I'm already seven one, so I already stand out. Like, I throw that on, like, no way. Get some flubs on you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's great. So I am curious. When you were on the team, I mean, I'm gonna say you're a good luck charm. They went undefeated. You were six and zero. Do you, if they win a title, do you get a ring? Uh, I don't know. I think someone else has asked sweet. me that, and uh, I'm not sure how that works. I have to well, look that up. I think you got to call. You got to ask, yeah. right? Yeah, like, definitely. So I'm kind of hoping that. I mean, obviously they've been playing a while. I, the West is tough, anyways. But um, they got a really good young team. Uh, yeah, the young coaching staff, uh, young GM as well. So uh, yeah, they're uh, how about very like well put together. also. You put those are that's probably the best road trip you could possibly go on for 
for six games. Like you get to play the Lakers, the Warriors, like all the these sick teams. Yeah, like that's yeah. so sick, dude. I don't think you can play any other like better, not necessarily better teams, but like well-known players, superstars, like top, yeah, yeah superstars. Right. Totally. Was uh, yeah, Hardem was on that team, right? Ben? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Wow, that's crazy too. That's so crazy. Yeah, I mean, that had to be just like in – was it – is it like a blur now? Or do you even like remember parts of this? Well, it's crazy because me and a couple of my teammates now are talking about like it's already like March, like mid-March. Like there's – we only have like eight more games left in the G League season. And if you look at the NBA season, like they, them, them too, like they only really have like maybe a month or three weeks of teams that aren't completing the playoffs. They're like, well, where did the season go? Like, well – March like or in January like people were on call ups and like we got back and then we we're on a two week road trip and then February came and since we won the G League last year um we got invited to go in the Continental Cup um so a team from North America a team from South America a team from Europe and then a team from Africa and this year it was in Egypt. So they're like, we want wow. you guys, the Lakeland Magic, to represent the G League and play in this like cup. And like we're, we were debating at the, and they just threw this on us in the beginning of the season because we won the, the championship last year. So like we're deciding like, do we want to go? Like they're like, we're gonna pay you extra to go. So we're like, all right, fine. Like free trip to Egypt, like play two games. Like we'll go out there, we'll have fun. So that was in the first second week of February. So like up until then, our our, our schedule was kind of screwed up and like we went out there like and that took like a week because we flew out there and then had to get adjusted at time we ended up yep. losing our first game to a team from brazil which we could have won but it was just like the different rules of basketball is different um the physicality is different um and the refs out there like they don't like americans really so like it's tough to like get some calls at times um <laughs> Is it I'm a tougher game why. out there, or is it more physical, or what? It's just more physical. Like some of the rules, like obviously it's FIBA rules, but uh, it's just different. Like since we're so used to like NBA rules, G League rules, like yeah. hitting the ball off the rim, or like the, I don't know, just like you only get five fouls. I had like two quick fouls for like over the back or like setting the screen. That like, usually I'm like fine with here. Like so, just like picky stuff like that, um, <laughs> and then. The second game, we actually beat the team from Egypt. So that was pretty cool. Like, we were the first team to play. So, like, we got, like, a bronze medal or whatever. So, like, it was, That's cool. it was pretty cool. And then, like, that last night, um, we were there. We actually stayed up all night because that was the Super Bowl. So, like, that was pretty fun. So we stayed up all night. Like, we, like, had to, like, I don't know, we found some stream online to, like, stream the <laughs> Super Bowl because, like, obviously they didn't have it going on over there. Um <laughs> And then we came back, and then it was our all-star break. So we got to go home for a couple of days and then, like, came back. And, like, I don't know, by that time it was kind of the end of February, and now it's March. So it's just been a crazy um, new year, honestly. Yeah. Well, you know, you said it. It's March, and it is March Madness right now. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's fun to watch, obviously, college basketball at, at this time. You had quite a few good runs in college yeah. basketball, too, yeah. at Michigan. I mean, th some of those teams that you were on were so fun to watch. And I, and I have to imagine it was fun for you guys to be playing for Coach B. And, you know, you went to the you know Sweet 16, then the final, then the Sweet 16 again, you know, with some uh, 
with some some championships, a Big Ten championship and tournament runs too, mm-hmm. um, there too. So I mean, what was like all in all your Michigan experience was was that a blur too? Is I mean, it had to just be like so much fun because you guys were living on top of the world really through your career. Yeah, I mean. I think now I look back on it and I was like, wow, it really went by like so fast. But like just because of how everything ended with COVID and even like last year too, I thought I was like, oh, like I still kind of felt like I was part of it, like everything. But now this year, like now I'm two years out, like I, I think I've kind of like just gone on my mind like over and over, like, all right, like I, so like it's really over. Like, but now I think about it like four years, like go like plus two. It's like, it's really been six years since my freshman year, honestly. So it's, it's been a long time and like just the teams I was on and like give a lot of credit to like Coach Beeline and like the guys um like D Walt, Zach Urban, Dockage, Sean, um Muhammad, Duncan, like those guys really set the table uh for like how things are still run today. Um just kind of because like as a freshman, me, Xavier, Ibby, Austin Davis, like came and coming in like I was a quiet, shy guy. Like I wasn't. I'm not the most outgoing guy. Like yeah, I obviously talk and stuff like that. But like, I'm not the one. Like obviously, to, like be outgoing like that. But like once I get to know you, then it's like fine. But like I'm still kind of quiet, reserved guy, which is fine. Um, so like just learning for like not being being like the most outspoken one, but like because that was kind of Xavier's role. Like he's right. the more tape, like go like that. But uh, kind of just like learn from those guys. Uh, my freshman year, and obviously it was kind of humble experience. Like being like the big guy in high school and then going to from high school to college and not playing at all really um you know, it was a big task uh, so it was tough at first now who was playing in front of you when, when it was your freshman year so they still had mark now and mo and then dj played a little bit of the four or five oh, right yeah um and then he had me and then austin davis so like it was us kind of five really yeah, that, that was – I mean, you guys had quite the crew, and I feel like there were so many guys that would step up. You know, you talked about your G League team that you had a bunch of different scorers. I feel like throughout, you know, not even just your four years, but sometimes just in the in one season, there would be a ton of different guys that would uh, that would step up and be, you know, the, the high scorer or the guy to hit the big shot and all that stuff. Um, I mean, you think about – Jordan Poole against yeah. Houston, like, you know, you think about Xavier hitting shots. D, D. Walt hit, like, a, how many big shots yeah, back then? Big. So, like, I mean, when you when you guys were going out there day in and day out, was it – there wasn't – it wasn't like, hey, we got to get it to this guy. Like, sometimes now it does look like, all right, they got to get it to Hunter, right? Yeah. That, yeah, was, that's, that wasn't the case when you guys were playing, right? No, especially with Coach Beeline's offense, it's so complex. Like, there's so many different actions. Like, the names he would have, like, it, the name, he would say a name and, like, have three, four different parts to it. So, like, the name would be wow. so long. But be, because of that one play, you could do four or five different actions off that one play. So, like, it could be a curl or a pin down, and it could be for, like, Duncan coming off. But it's not that. Like, it ends in a ball screen with a D wall, and, like, you got shooters in corners, or, like, you got DJ Wilson, like, picking and popping with four man or Mo. So, like, there's four or five different options right there in one place. So like that kind of, kind of just describes that, that like what you just you got, said. You got my head spinning already. <laughs> <laughs> now you can imagine as a freshman coming in and coach yeah. B-Line's offense, like, and like with him, he was, with him, he was so strict about like, 
he won all the plays down like this. And like, if you didn't know it, like you basically weren't going to play. So, right. um, yeah. do you have so any like off. funny coach beeline stories? Uh, I think one time, so coach beeline is very particular in like catching the ball with the right seams. So like in the very first, like couple practices in the summer, like that's all you do for like 20 minutes is like you do passing drills and landing on two feet and like pivoting which like we wow. thought was dumb right. and like kind of is dumb if you look at it, but like <laughs> you get in a game and you don't land on two, two feet. That's a charge. You don't land on two feet. That's a turnover. You don't catch a ball with two hands. That's a turnover. You're not able to get a shot off. So like we thought it was dumb at the time. Like I still do, but like in the game, <laughs> in the game, like it honestly helps. Like you can be like, why didn't he catch it? With, he caught it with one hand. Like he didn't make a shot. Like why did, well, you didn't practice that. So like stuff like that. So I think, this was my junior year, like, I, so I've been around the program. Like, I, I shot the ball one time without the seams, and, like, it, like, spun, like, sideways and, like, like clunked off the rim. And, like, he just, like, blew up on me. He's like, you've been here for three years. Like, you're not shooting the ball with the seams. Like, I don't know what I've been teaching you. And, like, so then the next time down, like, I catch the ball, I hit the seams, and, like, there's nothing but net. He's like, see, I told you. And he just, like, walked away. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. Like, shit, all right. <laughs> I guess you do know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you've been coaching for 40 years, yeah. Right. Oh, man. I mean, he was all about the arc. You guys had the uh, – in the PDC, you have, like, the oh, little yeah. camera thing, right? Like, Yeah, and- I spent a lot of time on that. He'd be like, well, that, you know why that shot didn't go in? Because it wasn't 41, it was 39. And I was like, it's just so annoying, like, how he was always <laughs> right. Like, he always knew, like – yeah, well, a explain, great coach, though. I'm I'm sure these guys probably don't even know what that is, but I, a lot of our listeners. So explain like what uh, that whole system is too. Yeah, so it's like a system behind the hoop in our practice facility that like it can track. You can either have it track your arc, like how high you shoot it, or you can have it track like if you shoot it to left or right. So like, and it's hmm. not center, so you could like. And the perfect arc was like I think like 46, 47. That was like considered the perfect arc. So like anything high, a little higher was like good. Anything low, like you didn't really want that. So like my arc at the time was like 44, 45, which was okay, but like perfect. Like for Coach Beeline, it was like 46, 47. So occasionally I'd get over that. Like sometimes it'd be like, and it's like the most annoying voice too. Is it's just like monotone, like 42, like something like <laughs> like that. And it's like the over machine's and over. Like I'm not mad. Shot. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah and like he's like then coach so you have the machine going off you have a manager rebounding for you you have coach being like saying two feet away from you like just like just watching every shot and just like as soon as you shoot it he's like no not good enough nope not good enough and like he, he can tell right away after like as soon as it like leaves your hands so um it's a machine that like i think a lot of people use so but it's definitely helped me and like i know it's a lot helped a lot of other shooters as well um but yeah kind of something like coach beyond really stuck by so did Duncan and, just hit 46, 47 every time? I don't even think he ever used it. Like, his shot was really perfect. <laughs> He's like, just leave him alone. Don't even go near this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Have you have you gone on the long shot pod? I have not. You, oh, come on. You didn't – do you still talk to Duncan or no? Not really. Uh, here and there. Uh, I, I kind of keep away from the guys during the season just because they let them be locked in and stuff. Yeah. Um, but during the offseason, obviously, we'll see some stuff like training, obviously um because i know he's down in miami a lot so uh yeah. he's, he's kind of out of there as well and just wherever travel takes us so speaking of a, a big contract oh my god that dude got paid yeah he did 
<laughs> well deserved though yeah so well very well deserved very well deserved i mean but like that was coach beeline right he's taking guys like you know quote-unquote diamonds in the rough right and making them into nba all-stars how many yeah. you know how many guys franz wagner was a i know he didn't Holy play shit. for him but he was a you know beeline recruit and so it's like yep. there's just so many examples of that what do you what do you think was like his how did he do that what was the like it was it was there anything that you can point to, recipe. or was it just like what he did? I think his knowledge of the game helped, but I also think a lot of it too is on the player as well. Just like because I've never seen someone work as hard as Duncan did. Like he was always in the gym shooting. Like so he's he had that coming in, and then to have a coach like Coach Beeline get him in the right position, at the right times with like open shots. Like and then it was up to Duncan to knock down those open shots. Like obviously Duncan isn't like most like athletic or like fast guy out there, but like offensively, like you get him open for a three, he's going to knock it down. Yeah. And so like, you just need the opportunity. And then like, once you get to the G league and like league, like it's all about opportunity and like maximizing like what you're able to do. And like Duncan's a shooter, like he's had all opportunities in the world and he knocked down all those shots that he shot. And like, obviously um, got him paid. So um, I think it's a little bit of both. I would say. Yeah, just it was just so crazy how it felt like it just happened over and over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's just it's just kind of nuts. And then you know, what was that transition like then to like with Juwan? You know, that's like a crazy. You know, obviously very different people. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're two to- to- totally different guys. And like I still remember, like because at the time I was living with uh, my best friend Luke Wilson, who was a walk on. So. Yep. Him and I were best friends, and so we were living together. And then I was also living with Luke Destani. He was a he was a manager, so us three were living together. And I think it was in the summer, and like Luke comes in my room, Wilson. He's like, "Bro, like, look at your phone." And it was like eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, "What's up?" Like, he was like, "Bro, just look at your phone." Like, go behind my like. We're like, "What?" Like, he didn't tell us. Like, he didn't like give us a heads up. Like, obviously, you heard rumors, especially because the year before he, he had rumors about going to the Pistons. I think. Right. And so, yeah. like, then that got shut down. Like, oh, it'll be kind of the same thing. Like, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, they like, the news broke. And um, he told us, like, then, that later that evening or whatever. And, um, yeah, he, he took that job. Like, kind of disappointed how it all ended with him with the Cavs. But, like, at that time, like, that time period, that month, like, I didn't really know what was going to happen. Like, obviously, going to my senior year, I wanted to stay. I didn't want to go somewhere else, like, and finish mm-hmm. out. Like, I was like, I'm already my fourth year. I already love it here. Like the friendships I've made, my teammates, I'm not just going to leave them out to dry. Like I'm just going to stick it out. Like regardless, like I love the school. I'll do whatever it takes. Like whoever they bring in, I know like um, Ward Manuel is going to do a tremendous job. Whoever he brings in is going to be a top name. I, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, they're like, we're going to just take the time with it. And like me, Xavier and Austin were the three seniors at the time. We're like, yeah, that's fine. Like we're going to stick it out um, and just kind of see what happens. Um, and then for them to bring in Coach Howard, like, I think for me, really helped me where I want to be at. And obviously Coach Howard played in the league for a very long time and, like, yeah. obviously coached with the Heat, obviously, too. So, like, just having a big man coach, too, and a guy that's played in the league, uh, I think it really helped me my senior year and just putting me in a spot, like, where I am today and just, like, then transition, too, from Coach Beeline's offense to Coach Howard's offense. The terminology changed, but the terminology that Coach Howard uses – the pros use so like right. when i got in the training camp or i got down here 
the terminology we were there using here, like I was already familiar with because of coach Howard. So um, I give a lot of credit to actually both coaches, but um, I, I did think it was a good, it was a good change. Like obviously like everyone loves coach, coach Beeline, um, but coach Howard coming in, he's been done a tremendous job, but I think it was a needed change. And uh, I think it was a good change though. Yeah, I remember. I remember getting that ESPN alert uh, for Beeline. I like my heart sank, you know. And so yeah. I, I he was, was like, there for so long. I was, I literally like had butterflies in my stomach. Like at the time, I was just like, "What is going on? Like this can't be true." And it was all true. So I can only imagine from your guys' perspective. So, um, but I mean, all in all, obviously, you had one hell of a career at Michigan. I mean, just. From, you know, going from, I think people kind of saw you probably as like just that tall white guy, you know, when you were younger, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, no, for sure. In, like, yeah. like, let's be honest, you you didn't have a ton of like skill. You were just big, right? And yeah. then like yeah. all of a sudden you. Hey, yeah, you, you got skill, Teske, okay? Don't let this guy talk <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, I mean, all of a sudden, like you developed like awesome post moves. You were you were great on D, and then you you were drilling the three. And it was like, where did this guy kind of come from? So it was awesome to watch your trajectory as you know as a Michigan player, though, to become like you know that starter and that go to guy. Really, did you did you ever feel like you were like, hey, this is my time? Like maybe maybe against Purdue in the uh, in the tournament or something. Uh, so like, I'm not really the type to like, be like, this is all about me and that, but like, I think a lot of credit goes to coach Beeline. Like I was talking about earlier, like it's, um, all about like how he develops players and like talking about Duncan, like how he transformed him, like coming in from the D3, like you see a lot of guys don't play the freshman year, but like you see him make that jump from freshman to sophomore year. Then you see him make that jump from sophomore to junior and then junior, senior, if they stay. So like. That was just kind of me. Like, obviously, this time of age, like, a lot of guys don't stay all four years. Like, they either bounce around or they leave after one, two years. So, I knew after my freshman year not playing a lot, like, I knew the, the backup spot was open behind Mo because, obviously, Mo was going to be the starter my sophomore year. So, like, right. just putting a lot of hard work and then just getting starts here and there and playing a little bit. And, like, the more you play, the more you get comfortable. And um, the more you do stuff in practice, your teammates, coaches feel comfortable with you out there. So, um yeah, obviously that Purdue game my sophomore year was a huge step in, in my path in my career and um, kind of really jump-started me into, into my junior, senior year as well. And what were those uh, What were those tournament runs like? I mean, you go back to back. It was – those were some of the best, like, five-day stretches, I, like, I've had yeah. as a fan. Like, that was just so fun to watch. So I have to imagine for you guys it was just, like, heaven on earth. Yeah, it's crazy because even now, like, I still – to this day, I get chills, like, watching the conference tournaments last week and now, like, the tournament's starting tonight. Like, just incredible. Like, I watch it and, like, I'm talking to teammates now. They're like, oh, like, we only got to the first round. Like, we lost this. And I'm like, well, we made it to the Sweet 16 every year. Like, I, in, a turn, <laughs> in a tournament, we made it to the championship game every year. I was, like, thinking in my head, like, what, guys don't do this? I'm like, I had to take a step back and realize, like, I've been blessed to be on such great teams that, like, I haven't had the – like I haven't had to just lose in the first round. Like I've had to, I've got to experience like what a tournament is like and like right. win four or five games in a row. Cause my, I think my freshman year, freshman year was after the plane crash. We right. went to DC. Oh, yeah. We went to DC and won four games in a row. 
and obviously I wasn't playing, but just like being the biggest cheerleader I could, helping any way I could, like being on a scout team. Um, and that's when D Walt really went off and like going then go on the tournament, like we beat Louisville and Donovan Mitchell, like in the second round, like mm-hmm. to go to the Sweet 16. Like no one thought we were going to go to the Sweet 16 then. Right. And then my sophomore year, winning the tournament and like being a huge role in it. Like we were like the five seed. So we played, I think we played Iowa, Nebraska, and beating Michigan State in the semis and yep. then Purdue, like in New York City. And like my family was there. That was like the first time my family was like, because first year my family didn't go to the tournament, but this year they, that year they did. So like, just be able to spend it with them and like be on the court and everything. And then making that run uh, my sophomore year, obviously Jordan Poole hitting that shot. That was, oh that was crazy. God. And then winning out in LA against who, who played Florida State and someone else, Texas A&M, and then yeah. the final four. Like when I said like, I was scared at like the free throw line in the NBA, like <laughs> those playing in the championship game, I was like, everyone's watching like just don't screw up just do what you gotta do and obviously like it wasn't the outcome we wanted but like such a such a great experience and, like then my junior um that was a tough year we're losing the state three times um, yeah man uh, that was and i mean it was it was like you guys were in it every time and it was yeah. like, it wasn't like you guys screwed up they just you know like cassius just did his he thing was good and, you know yeah. he's a hell of a player right yeah, you can Yeah, I think in each game we're up with the four in the four minute timeout. I think we're in yeah. each game, like when we lost each game, I think they took it away from the conference tourney and like the actual tourney as well. So, but just like winning three games there too, like being able to make it, like playing on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like, um, and then going to the tournament again and making it to the Sweet 16 again and um, um, uh, Sweet 16 three years in a row, like that's Crazy. incredible, like, yeah my best good friend on my team right now, like he's like, I had a shot to beat Notre Dame in the first round and it didn't go in and we lost. I'm like, yeah. I can't like, relate. I can't, yeah. I'm sorry. But like, I can't it, relate. It, it, it just, it hits me differently. Like, cause I, I have to think about it twice before I'm like, yeah, actually that actually makes sense. Like it's yeah. tough times, but like if you win at this time, it's the best time of the year. Right. And then it, it I think the worst time of the year and the best time of the year. right? Yeah, for sure. And obviously, like at that time too, my sophomore year, because uh, every tournament I think it was what Wichita and then LA and then San Antonio. I think we every every time we leave, we leave on like a Monday night. So like we were missing class from Tuesday to Friday. So like we weren't even going to class. So like we even thought that was the best time. We're like, we're not going. Oh, yeah, like, it was awesome. Like but it's funny because some of the professors were like, "Yeah, go ahead, like keep doing your thing," and then some of the guys would be like, "My professors like." being like a douche or something like <laughs> like they didn't understand like why are you missing so much class so like it's funny to see how the professors act like yeah. some of them are like yeah go You're ahead like, like who cares? i'm not even in the state like i can't come to class <laughs> yeah, yeah. i think if you turn on cbs you'll see me <laughs> yeah you'll see, you'll see me on the bench or whatever like <laughs> i think before the elite eight game i took an accounting test i think it was me one of my teammates and then there's like three or four band members too like we were all in like this like private room and i was like I'm really doing this before one of the biggest games in my life. Right. Like it's just it's just crazy People how like don't know that though, no, right? Like, they don't. Nobody has any clue because they just see kids playing on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But like they're still got school. Like because at this time, like was it end of March? Yeah, like yeah, well, finals are coming up. Finals right? coming up. So yeah. um, what was crazy. The, uh, what what was like the locker room and the hotel like after the Jordan Pool shot? 
the locker room was just crazy. Like we just had the water everywhere. Like we were just we just dumped it on. Like a lot of this is blur, so it's fun to watch. Like watch back the replays. I I know. Um, I think the the timeout. We would always run that play at the end of like practice. Like that's Coach Beeline. Like I would always draw it up. So we were drawing up. On, I, I think I turned to someone. I was like, Jordan's gonna hit this. Like the week before. Like that's just how Jordan like hit shots. Like. They'll just shoot random shots and like they just go in like nothing but net. So like I had comp- we all had confidence in the hit hit it. And so when he shot it, like it, it would look good from the start. And like I you can see the clip of me, like I jump up, I slip almost like trying to like get up <laughs> out of my seat. Um just trying to chase him around. And then I know like so my mom and dad were there. My sister was there. And my other sister wasn't there, but I guess um my mom was watching my dad. My mom's like, Yeah, your dad didn't even watch it. Like he was like really? just sitting down, like hands like he oh couldn't believe God. it. He's like, yeah. But to this day, my dad's like, I didn't see the shot going at all. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude, I tell you crazy. what. I remember I remember that exact moment. We were sitting on – me. it was like me and three of my buddies were sitting on our couch watching it in the living room. And I'm like, damn, like, shit, like, what's about to it's happen? Be like, it. It's about to be it. Like, they're, they're, they're done. Yeah. Like, there's no chance. And, uh, you know, we see the pass go into uh, Mar, right? Like, he, yeah. had, he got it, and then he got it to uh, – to Jordan, he threw it up, and then like we all like we're like kind of sitting on the edge of our seats, and then once it goes in, we all stand up, and my couch like flies back Our into bedrooms. like the dining room. Like, dude, <laughs> we it was fucking insane. Yeah. The the best thing I think the uh they put together like uh a montage of oh, like yeah. all the fan reactions. Oh, yeah. That was the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the best one I saw was like with when everyone was at skeeps too. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my god i i have to add i i think i i can't remember i probably wasn't at skeeps for those like i remember like with mitch and trey back oh, in the god. day like i was at skeeps after those final four runs and they were oh, those right. were like celebs at skeeps were you did you ever go to skeeps as like full out celeb after those moments uh y- yeah junior senior um <laughs> it got pretty got pretty easy to go in until um yeah. even, so, even sophomore year because like sophomore year like mo was there so like people are like oh you're mo right i'm like yeah i guess <laughs> like, like even you you want me to yeah like yeah. people think me and mo are like the same or like they're like you franz i'm like no i'm not franz like, i'm mo, but, like, <laughs> so yeah it, awesome. it was a lot of a lot of fun times oh there. my god <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, oh man. my god. What was I what out of all of those though? What was like the best game? Like what's your uh, is there one memory that you like that is on the top of the list? Obviously Jordan shot is being up there. Um the Purdue game my sophomore year. And then I think also would be the Michigan State game my senior year when we beat them at home uh, with Coach oh, Howard's yeah. being first win out there and then I had I also had another kind of uh dunk there as well so i think and even going back to that like my senior year like i think we would have like obviously like we start off strong like we were kind of 500 but like we were playing Rutgers in the 8-9 game i think we easily would beat them play wisconsin we only had played wisconsin once and we lost to them so i think we were able to beat them like i think we're kind of in the same spot as michigan is like this year yeah, and I honestly think we could have made it back to the Sweet 16. Like, with the team we had, like, yeah. the experience we had, like, me, Xavier, like, Eli, Isaiah, Franz. Like, Franz was just coming back. Like, Brandon Johns was playing well. Like, we had a team, and, like, I really think we would have made some noise that year, too. Dude, I I 
totally agree. It just felt like that team. And when you get to March too, it's all about having experience and having older yeah. guys that have been there mm-hmm. before you guys obviously had. Um, so, I mean, looking at this year's team, what do you, th- what do you think? I mean, obviously it's been super up and down. Yeah. Have you been able to watch that much or not really? Um, so not as much as I did last year, just because some of the schedule we've had, but um, when I'm able to, I do watch. Um, but yeah, they've just been so up and down. Um, I think it's been tough. Like Eli is really the only senior, um, right. only leader. Like obviously Devontae Jones is, is a really good point guard, but like he hasn't been there for four years like Eli has. So he doesn't know the right. culture like as well, but obviously like he can still, he still uses his voice. Like, and then like Hunter's really good, but like he's still a sophomore really. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he can use his voice, but like, I don't know how much he really does. Or, like, um, like you, Brandon Johns has been up and down. Like everyone thought he was going to be the next great thing coming out of Michigan. Like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, he's he's had his time, but he's also had his struggles. So like, you can't always count on him. Like in practice, to be like that voice. And then who else is kind of there? Like Adrian Nunez. Like, yeah, he's a good mm-hmm. shooter. Like, I don't know really how much he's involved with basketball with all the side stuff he does. Right. Like, I mean, he's like a celebrity a, that just happens to play basketball. This yeah, yeah. No, like, I'm happy for him. Like, he does like great stuff. Dude, make your that, money. Like, yeah. I don't know how much like basketball wise he's like totally like I'm. He's gonna say he's 100 percent in, but like yeah. you never really know right. at times. Um, so, Did like, you I ever? Like, I mean, with like with how Brandon is, you know, it feels a lot like it's it's a lot of confidence issues. Yeah. A lot. You know, do you did you ever relate to that or do you like how how would you put that into perspective for somebody that's that hasn't, you know, been in, in those types of shoes? Yeah, I think it is a lot of confidence. I mean, obviously, um, at times, like if you go in there, like as a freshman, sophomore, you just want to like do like what you're supposed to do. Like and like if you mess up, like it's the end of the world. Like right. and like sometimes like you do mess up and like coach takes you right out and you're like, like but now I have to, I have to go in there and be perfect. Well, no one's perfect. So like right. you just got to fight through that. And um, really through practice, really just like gain trust to the coaching staff, like doing what's told. And like when um, you're told to do something like do on the first try, like don't like make the coaches say it three, four times. Right. That mm-hmm. kind of gets on their nerves. So like, then also like just being with like the players, like the teammates, like having each other's back, like knowing like, even if you mess up, like, hey, I got your bag, like this and that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. Uh, everyone goes through it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just you got a prediction tough to see him for these guys. I think they can make a little run. Um, there you go, positive so we'll vibes see. only, baby. Love yeah, it. I mean, obviously, the first game. I think the, the hardest game is the first game. Honestly, like you just got to win that first game and get that under your belt. And then like, I think from there, like anything can happen really. Um, totally. So really just getting that first game under your belt really. And then obviously if you play Tennessee, a really good team, like yeah. anything can happen there. I, I mean, I believe in our guys and then obviously you try to down the road, maybe they could play Ohio state or Villanova, whoever's there. But yeah, there's, I mean, at this or point Mr. in the Gene. tournament. Yeah. Really, you know, Mr. Gene. <laughs> yeah, we, I do. <laughs> did, you, did you get to meet Sister Jean when you played? That? I did not. I did not. That was just a big talk, and like, just because how funny that worked out. Like, the, like the run we made then too. Like, this tournament is all about matchups, and like, yeah. oh yeah. And uh, I mean, everyone's good at this point too, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. No, totally. It's it's uh it's it's just odd to see like with this team right now. 
it's like sometimes they're this like big, bad, tough team that's like you feel like you, that team could beat literally anybody out there. Then like when they played Purdue or whatever. I didn't watch that game, but like I heard like they went crazy that game. I mean, we were sitting in the stands and it was like the, I mean, we couldn't miss and they yeah. like, and they couldn't make anything because we were playing so tough. But even like, you know, at Ohio State, you know, yeah. or home against Michigan State, Hunter is just like this bad dude that's like, no one can stop me, you know. And I feel like he really, in order for him to play well, he's like got to be angry or something. Yeah. Somebody's got to yeah. try and piss him off to, uh, on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Someone's got to like kind of like poke the bear or something, like get him going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was uh, the only time I – I mean, you you showed some emotion a lot, right? But the what the after the dunk over Haas, uh, you were, like, talking your shit. That was <laughs> incredible. Yeah. All, a lot of my people, like, friends from back, back home, especially church, are like, yeah, Johnny, you got to repent after that because, like, you have slow motion. <laughs> like, I was like – then I'm like, my mom would come back. She's like, well, he was in the heat of the moment, so it's, like, all good. Like, oh, there you go. Mom had your back. Yeah, yeah. Mom so was just just Say 10 Hail Marys and then you're good. Yeah. <laughs> so that time, I think, obviously, um, what else? I think the Michigan State dunk, my, like kind of that one-handed dunk. Yeah. Um, remember the Ohio State game? That was the game I got a technical. That's my first and only tech I've had. Like um, In your life? Yeah. When wow. Kale, that with that Kale Wesson and like Xavier I don't know, interaction. Kind of I'll be honest. That. I hated the Wessons. Hated yeah, I did too. <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate Ohio State and style. It's funny because like growing up, like so I'm originally from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um No, you're from you're from Granville, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. from Huttonville. Okay. Yeah. So I so my mom's side of the family is from that side. So my mom grew up like uh she went to North Point basically. Okay. And then um my one my one aunt and uncle live in the Holland area. One my other one kind of lives in the Rockford area. Um, kind of one lives in like Granville, Jensen area. My grandpa, grandma live in uh, the Zealand area. So I still have all my family go out back there. And obviously going to Michigan, like, you know, a lot of new friends, like a lot of my friends live out there too. And so like, but at that time growing up, my dad's side of the family is from Cleveland, Ohio. So just being that and my following my dad's footsteps, he's a huge Ohio State like fan. So growing up, I was a huge Ohio State fan, like, a lot of Ohio State football, Ohio State basketball, like the years, like they made it to the championship in 06 or whatever, yeah. like their football team too. Like growing up, like I loved it. And then I started getting, then we moved to Medina when I was in sixth grade. So then my parents are, have been there ever since, um, but my mom's side is still back in Grand Rapids. So that's how I kind of, kind of had the connections there. But then I got recruited, like going in my freshman, sophomore year. And I was like, All right, I'm just going to like stay neutral, like just take my visits, like see everything. And I don't know, I just fell in love with Michigan. Obviously, I already kind of knew of Michigan because we're just living up there. And um, I don't know, I just love the coaching staff and Coach Beeline and what they ran. And, like, obviously, the education you can't beat either. So, yeah. Um, yeah was your dad, was your dad like, I don't I don't think we should go to Ann Arbor, son? <laughs> uh, no, he, he was happy for me. Obviously, he's like, I always root for Michigan basketball. Ohio State. He's still a huge Ohio State football fan. So, yeah, like, it's just fun to go back and forth. But, like, it's kind of funny seeing him. And, like, nowadays, like, I'll come home and he'll have like my Michigan sweatshirt on, and then like the next day he'll still have like his Ohio State sweatshirt on. Like, so <laughs> I'm just like, I feel like going back and forth. So I'll you, be honest, I'm I'm envious of you in 2006. Oh, yeah. what what a great game for you to be an Ohio State fan, and now you can just transition to uh to the good side. 
yeah yeah no now i can't stand them especially with all my friends from high school like a lot of them went there and like i i, I can't stand them and stuff so it's funny because too my mom my mom and sisters now like they like obviously have always had to dealt with like they haven't been fans of Ohio State just because like they're like always just watching Ohio State growing up but now like i'm with the michigan and like they they can't stand Ohio State, so now it's basically just my dad. <laughs> Poor guy. The whole, so he had a he had a tough day this November. Then <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He always like he always like plays them down. He's like, oh, they're so bad. Like they're like he's like Michigan's gonna kill him. He's been saying this for like five years. I'm like, dad, like Michigan's like they've had their trouble. Like they they might lose. Like I don't even think like I thought we'd have a shot. But, like I didn't think like there's always like eh, we probably won't win. Maybe next yeah, year. Like, yeah. It's always, oh, it's always in the back of your mind. Your head. Mm-hmm. yeah so like then this year happened and he's like yeah well like so and so and i was like <laughs> i'm just gonna take it and run with it. like we won like, yeah. oh, oh that's man. awesome well we we love to end it on some michigan ohio state talk that's that's yeah. always good stuff but um man we appreciate you coming on this was awesome um you know it's gonna be fun to watch this team i this is the best time of the year Right, like yeah, March Madness yeah, is just incredible. So I'm excited for the next uh, couple of days here. It's already started tonight and stuff. Um, yeah, but man, this is it'll be fun to watch them on Thursday. Hopefully, we're watching them all weekend. The women's yeah, team sure. is coming up. I mean, they're playing really well too. They we get we'll be there on Saturday because um, yeah. they're hosting those games at home too. And the hockey team, they're uh, the championship yeah. as well. Yeah, yep. they play at Minnesota, right? I think yep. Um, yep. for the uh, for the title. So. Yeah, man, this is uh wait, this wait, is wait, fun wait. Times. for the Big Ten title. Big Ten. Or, okay, yeah. Ten title, I was gonna say yeah. I'm like NCAA title. We're not there yet. Yeah. That happened not quick. Not <laughs> yeah, they the the Big Ten uh, tournament is like not a like bubble tournament anymore. It's um, I don't know. They like say, I thought they home. beat like Notre Dame for the Big Ten. Well, that was for the semis. Like the semis or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Clearly, so, I'm a big hockey fan. And yeah. Sure. That. Yeah. Um, but no, it's going to be fun this weekend, but we appreciate you, man. This was awesome. We'll, uh, we'll support you. We'll support the Lakeland magic for sure. I, I appreciate I, that. We might have to get a, a Teske Jersey. Are they available? Like on G league.com? Uh, somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where my buddies has got one. So I don't know. I'll ask him how he got it. I don't know. I, I'm sure they're out there somewhere. <laughs> well, we'll have to see if we can find them. And if we can't, if, if you want us to make them for you, we will gladly do it. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> we'll, that. We'll find appreciate a way. That. Yeah, we, can, exactly. we do. We do have a shop. We should do like a, a Teskey, like Michigan Legends uh, shirt for you too. So yeah, that'd be we can awesome. do that. All right. Well, thanks, man. Uh, for oh, where should people follow you at? What's your What's your social media handles? Uh, I think on Instagram it's just John Teskey fifteen, and then on twitter i think it's just john teske honestly uh just pretty basic dude i, I love when we ask we ask you guys like hey what's like your handles and stuff and you guys are like i think Nobody like knows. i think it's this i'm like oh i know mine like a to z front to back yeah i think i think yeah mine's a bit just my name basically there you go, there you go. all right well follow him there and then you can follow us at blue by 90 on twitter instagram and facebook we're on the amazing brew uh, network as well for podcasts and for youtube We appreciate you. Go blue. Go blue. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Go blue. Go blue.